Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Marquise George from Reps Boxing and Fitness in Uniondale, New York. Welcome to the show, Marquise. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm super excited to have you on today. Um, but before we dive into the business, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Um, Actually, starting my gym came from being working at other gyms. Mm-hmm. And I actually was a little bit more personal at the other gyms. And I think for one they didn't like that food because I had a couple of clients. This is how it actually started. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to tell you. This is how it started. Okay. I had a client. I was working at one of the corporate gyms and one of the major gyms. And I had a client. They they gave me the client. They brought the client to me. <laughs> and they say, you know, train him. He's a great, you know, this guy's great. Marquis, whatever he needs, you do what you got to do for this guy. He's a great guy. No problem. So me and the guy, we, we talked and I asked him, you know, what was his goal? What did he like? And he, first thing he told me was, I don't have a, he didn't have a problem training. He wanted to learn how to train. He wanted to do everything, but he wanted somebody to train with him. You know, he wanted like a partner, you know, he didn't really have a, you know, friend or family member that wanted to train. So he just wanted somebody that works out with him. That motivated him a lot. And so there's just somebody over top of him telling him to do five more and 10 more. So I said, Hey, that's right. A mile, you know, basically because it was hard for me to find my time and work out myself or train myself. So, Hey, Good time for me to, we work out together. Yeah. So we, we that's long story bearable. That's how it kind of started. My manager there didn't understand what we what I was doing to actually keep the client in the building, man. You get what I'm trying to say? Like this is what he wanted. I'm giving him what he wants. I have other clients that I that I don't do this with. So there's a reason why I'm training with this particular client. So he was like, oh, you guys can't do that. You can't do that. If you want to do that, you got to go somewhere else and do that. So, you you know, you, you know, somebody like me is like, oh, you mean I, you're kicking me out? Because um, so me and the guy I was like, all right, cool. So he's like, yo, don't worry about it, man. We'll do what we got to do and we'll figure it out. So, you know, I went around and I, I found a place that would let me train with him. And that's pretty much how I left the actual major gyms and transformed into actually running my own personal training because it wasn't boxing at first. It was just personal training. So I would, I left there with just him. <laughs> Basically one, and maybe one other client came a little while later from that gym, mm-hmm. but that's how it started. And then the boxing aspect of it grew because of my nephew who, who kind of said, can you, yo, um, can you train me boxing? I kind of want to learn boxing. And that's how open, how reps, boxing, and fitness pretty much kind of grew from them two people. One person saying, I want you to train with me because I, um, I don't like training by myself. And then my nephew saying, hey, can you teach me how to box? That's and so cool. <laughs> that's, how, that's how my story grew to being reps, boxing, and fitness. <laughs> that's awesome. That's very, like, entrepreneurial. Like, oh, I can't train my client the way I want to train them. Then I'll, I'll start my own thing. Yeah. yeah, and I, I was like, you guys brought me this this client. It wasn't like I brought him from outside in. You specifically came and said, hey, man, this guy's a great client. Do what you got to do. I did what I had to do. And then 
you guys didn't like the way it really was um, working out. So, okay. You know, I, I moved on and I grew from there. And it works out for you, so. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always, I've always had, I've always had the entrepreneurial aspect of having my own gym. Probably years before, I I actually had a gym in my in my home that I was living in. I had a garage. I built the gym in there and everything. Hard to get clients like that because nobody knew who I was. It was just a guy that got a gym <laughs> in his garage. Oh, and he told me, yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it was slow there. Then it, I had got the opportunity to work at the major gym. Stayed there for a couple of years. You know, got my, got my, as they say, got my weight up mm-hmm. and I moved on. Awesome. So tell us about reps, boxing, and fitness now. How do you describe it now to someone who's never been in before? Um, rest boxing and fitness is a one-stop shop, pretty much for everything that you're looking for in fitness. You know, I'm a personal trainer by trade. I'm a master trainer. Um, I'm a boxing coach. I've done boxing since I was a young kid. I've always been a, a boxing enthusiast. I've done amateur boxing. I've done a lot of sparring. So what I did was I just took something that I love and my passion for something and took it and implemented it into my fitness as a personal trainer and that's pretty much how reps boxing fitness kind of started from there so basically what i do is i just implement boxing into my fitness no matter what age you are you can do boxing there's no level of fitness that you have to start at or be at to do boxing a lot of people do have that mind state but there is no level of fitness um and that's kind of how implemented it into that and then, like I said, the amateur aspect in it came because my nephew wanted me to show him how to really box, and he kind of wanted to take it seriously as a sport. And it grew from there. He told a friend, his friend told a cousin, that cousin told it. And I kind of grew into a, a boxing gym, and that's kind of how it grew, all kind of authentically that way, not going out there looking for it. It genuinely kind of came, you know, to me. So, okay, yeah, so you kind of got your start through word of mouth, do you still only use like word of mouth or do you do any sort of marketing now? I do marketing. I do, I do marketing online from social media. And then I have a, a Google. Um, I have what I do. I use a lot of Google with my business too. Um, only because I'm, I'm very small and I, I don't have a, I'm, I'm inside of another building. So I don't have a street view. Right. To where people can kind of, where the way people get a lot of walk-ins and, you know, just going back and forth past, you know, seeing me work out or seeing what I do, you stopping in and kind of getting information. That's very hard, but I, I I only can go by what the gym that I'm that I'm in. You know, it's not a it's not a major gym itself. It's a small gym itself, and I'm and I'm kind of tucked away and and downstairs. So people sometimes people can be in the gym for a month and not even know I was downstairs because of the way the gym is um, made and the way it is um, kind of, let's say, the way the way the gym is, the way it has yeah, the upstairs and the downstairs. Yeah, that makes and sense. It, it's hard for them to, if you don't come downstairs at all, you won't know I'm down there. So basically, my, it, my gym is run a lot off word of mouth, a lot of word of mouth and through social media and through my Google presence that I have. And I have somebody that helps me keep up my Google presence and keep up my reviews and a lot of, a lot like that. Yeah. 
Yep, that makes sense. I can see how that could be a challenge, you know, not having that foot traffic and, and people just not knowing that you're there. Um, yeah. Tell me about like the social media and the Google. Do you do any paid advertising on there or is it just like organic posting? Kind of, kind of organic posting. You know, I'm still small, so sometimes I want to watch where I spend my revenue and right. where it and where it really works at. You know, mm -hmm. I had spent my revenue in marketing in other areas before, and really might not have got what I've paid for out of it. So I've realized a lot of social media, a lot of word of mouth, and the Google presence has really worked for me. You know, I get a lot of people that say a lot of people that just like Google boxing gym near me you know amateur boxing or boxing fitness and i pretty much try to make sure i try to stay on top of those you know so that when you do google i am one of the top three that comes up and um, i try to make sure that i, I keep up my presence with that gotcha. you know? yeah so when somebody sees you like on social media and they follow you how do you turn like a follower into a client or a member talking to them, you know, telling them, talk, talking to them in like the same way I'm talking to you and, and letting them genuinely feel my passion and what I'm training, feel my passion and where I want to take the next level of their training. And I think that's, it's personal training and it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's one-on-one -on -one training. That's, that's my bread and butter compared to my boxing. Like I said, my boxing is, is, a, is my passion, but training is the revenue. You know, I want to keep it, you know, yeah. you know, there's not, you know, so much money and particularly say it's just boxing. I have to implement them both from where I, from from the level I'm at now. Yeah. We spoke earlier where I would love to get to that other level and I'm working on that now. But the, me getting my clients is a lot of personal talking and them seeing what, I, what I'm doing with people their age or someone that's motivating them. Like, wow, if they can do it, I can do that. And then they'll call me and then I'll say, let's talk and come down to my gym. I give a, I give a free session, you know, free personal session or free group session. Come on down and, and see how I work. And um, that's how I get a lot of my, my clients like that, you know, right, making yeah, sure I, I keep up. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an important part of like the sales process is making the person feel heard and like making sure they know you have a plan for them and you're going to get their results. So I, I like that you do like the free session. Um, yeah. yeah. So what would you say is like the biggest challenge you're facing right now in the business um, in your you know hopes to get it to the next level? What's like the biggest challenge you've faced so far? Um, um, presence. Um, like I said, foot traffic presence for me is foot traffic presence and me being able to have a big enough spot where people feel comfortable having a membership. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people might see me as being too small to feel comfortable with signing a six month or year membership with me. So that's what I'm trying to get to the next level where I have a, a big enough spot where people will feel comfortable with having the membership instead of that month to month or yeah that that's very hard on the month to month situation to maintain longevity or feel like you have longevity because everything is like just 30 days everything's 30 days and you're always hoping that this person doesn't you know drop out or you know 
don't have the time anymore. So financially is the aspect that I'm trying to find where I need to grow financially. And I hate for it to kind of sound that way because, you know, us doing our training, is, is, it's a lot of passion that we have with it. But, you know, as you grow, passion don't always pay the bills. So exactly. sometimes the business aspect, which I hate the business, I wish I could just train. and have somebody that, that talks for me and say, hey, you want to train with Marquise? Come at this time, boom, boom, boom. But I realize I have to sell myself. I have to maintain a business. So right now, financial financial growth is what I'm finding an issue with and trying to ma maintain. Yep, I hear you on that. That's not uncommon. And it is a business. Like you have to care about it making money. You know, if you if you didn't, you know, you wouldn't still be there. So yeah, I think that's that's really important. We do get into it for the passion, but at the end of the day, like it is a business and, and there's yeah. certain things you have to do um in order to help as many people as possible. Like the, the business has to make yeah. money. So um yes. Yes. yeah. So in the new year now, what are your plans for um kind of spreading the word? Now is like the best time to act on that. Um do you have any um, plans or strategies for the new year? Yes, actually, I'm trying to relocate. I don't have a, I have a few areas or a few places that I'm looking at and would like to relocate. For, for me, relocation will be better for me at, at this moment for my business to grow. You know, like I said, I'm inside of a building. I mean, you know, I have a lot of variables that's kind of holding me down for growing it's like i'm in a i'm in a gym inside of a of, of another building mm -hmm. so i don't have that foot traffic the gym itself doesn't have as much foot traffic as it would like to have and i love my gym i love the, the people that that's dead or the people that own it they're great people mm -hmm. and they they having the same issue with trying to get more people in the gym so they can so more people can see my part of the gym so i i understand that but for me personally this year, I'm trying to find a way to relocate to have a bigger gym, a bigger facility. And like I said, I want to implement fitness and boxing under one umbrella, under one roof. Instead of having most, most, like I said, most of them gyms are separated. You have your boxing gym is specifically here. Your personal trainer or your fitness gyms are specifically here. I kind of, me being involved with both avenues, I want to have it all under one roof for me and having memberships and stuff like that will be more lucrative for the future for reps. It's having the memberships and everything under one umbrella and yep. under one roof would work for me. Yeah, I think that's a really good goal. You know, if your you're one-on-one -on -one clients are going to also have a gym membership on top of working with you, then they might as well get a membership with you, you know, and a bigger space yeah. would kind of allow that to keep yeah. it all within your, your brand um, instead of having yeah. to outsource other things like free weights and open yes. gym. Uh, yes, I, I want people to come to my gym and just work out. And then, you know, maybe they could bring their child or they could invite somebody else that loves boxing and say, oh, while I'm over here doing this, you can go over there and you can do that. Mm -hmm. And then, so like I said, some people, like if, if a, you have your children that wants to, to do boxing i can teach them how to defend themselves and sometimes teach them how to defend themselves grow into a sport so yeah. you know that's what i kind of that's my ultimate goal for 2023 is to actually open up my own facility that has all of that under the one umbrella under one roof 
I love it. You have a, a strong vision for the next year of the business. So that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully we can <laughs> manifest into existence, but we, we, we're working on it. I can say I'm working on it. I'm working that's on awesome. it. Yeah, I can tell you have a lot of passion behind it too. Um, yeah. So before we wrap things up, what would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who wants to open their own gym someday? Maybe if you could go back and tell yourself something before you started the business, um, what would you say? Um, have a, have a, have an ultimate goal, mm -hmm. you know, have levels of where you want to grow to. Like when I first finished personal training school and I graduated from personal training school. And so I graduated, I went to school and I graduated from personal training school as a master trainer. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was like, you know what? I Even before I started training, becoming a personal trainer, I've always had entrepreneurial aspects and, you know, and yeah. all that in my life. I've always wanted to own my own business. If it was from doing anything that I enjoyed doing, I wanted to try to make it my business. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated from school, I, like I said, I didn't even go to none, no gym and sign no application. I'm a new guy. I want to, you know, I went straight, invested money into myself and bought equipment and turned my gym, my garage into a gym and had the boxing bag up there, had the treadmill, had the universal system. And like I said, I was, promote you know I had a few friends that would come over every day and we would videotape you know I videotaped them working out and put it on social media and all those type of things but I was in my I was in my garage in my house so it was very hard to get you know young people or anybody that really don't know me to come to my garage come on to my garage and I'm going to train you and I'm going to charge you this amount of money but I kind of used that as a stepping stone to where I'm at now so you know when that didn't work out I had a friend that worked, that was a manager, worked at one of the major um, um, gyms. And he mm -hmm. said, hey, man, I heard, you know, I heard, you know, what's going on. Come over here with me. I'll get you, you know, I'll help you get a job over here. And, you know, you, you, you go from there. And that's what I did. I went in there. I worked in there for a couple of years and came to that situation where the, the manager there was like, hey, you, if you want to do that type of training, you got to go somewhere else to do that type of training. Because like I said, I was in the major, I was in the major brand company, you know, doing things that no other trainer was doing. You know, I was making my own space and I'm, I'm in there on, I'm in there implementing the, 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 the heavy bag and then out the heavy bag, I'm coming out and I'm, I'm, I'm tying a rope to kettlebells and they pulling that down and they, I'm, I'm like telling people to move out the way here, you know, watch out here, somebody come pulling this and they're like, yo, my man, you're doing too much. <laughs> I'm like, well, what you want me to do is boring. Yeah. I like to train. I like for people to come in and not knowing what they're going to do sometimes. Like, what are we going to do today? Aha. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wow, that was fun. Because I thought we were just going to go one, two, three, four, five, ten. You know, now I know I got them going up and down the stairs in the gym and, you know, doing, you know, those different type of things. That's fun to me. I think training should be fun. If yeah. it's if it's really cookie cutter and really just let's just do this and that is boring. And after a while, it, it does, you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So not only am I trying to be the motivator over top of you, I'm trying to be the motivator and exciting and what we're going to do today. You know, I might have a, 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 a maybe a woman in a middle-aged woman that coming in and she just wants to do, you, you know, some type of calisthenics. And I'm like, well, let's go hit the bag. I hit the bag. I don't want to hit the bag. She's hitting the bag. And five minutes later, she's like, can we do that next time? And I'm like, 
See, you thought you couldn't do it, but it was fun. You yeah. know what I mean? You burned a whole lot more calories than it would have did if we just did 10 push-ups. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I try to say is basically is if you want to get into this business, have a level that you will want to grow and be at. If you want to just be a regular trainer, you could be a regular trainer. If you want to be a great trainer, I always tell everybody, all the new guys that I meet, have something that you are good at. Have something in training specifically that you know that you are great at. And you know that, that these people that come to you for that specific thing will reach that goal. Mm -hmm. Mine was strength and conditioning, boxing training, weight loss. Those are, those are my things. Circuit training, strength and conditioning, boxing. Those are what I specifically like to do. So once I kind of implemented my specific training, I grew a lot too. Instead of being a regular trainer, say, hey, come to me and we'll, we'll do something. No. Oh, some people say, can you implement some of the boxing that you're doing to my personal training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Come on, let's do it. So that's one, that's another aspect I try to tell all new trainers. Find something that you're good at mm -hmm. in the training. And I think you will you will find yourself leveling up because some people will want to come to you because you're good at that. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, I like your philosophy on training. Like you're not just there to count their reps. Like they're going to get a good workout. They're going to do something fun, unique. It's going to keep them engaged um, yeah. and give them yeah. results. So. Yeah, training. No, trust me. I don't think you or even me like. If everybody can wake up and just be fit every day without having to eat right and do all that, I think everybody will be a-okay. But you have to enjoy training in order to have motivation to doing it. Yeah. If you want to look like The Rock, you have to realize why The Rock does it. He's having fun. He's seeing the results. If you don't have fun and you don't see the results, you're not going <laughs> to maintain your, your goal. And I, one thing I wanted to tell... And hopefully a lot of fitness people, not just the business, will see this podcast. To, and this is what I want to tell all fitness people who are looking for trainers. Give your trainer a chance. Give your trainer time to work with you. You, you know, you, you can't. Somebody might see results in 60 days. Some people might see results in 90 days. Everybody's body is different. But as long as you keep going and you maintain that regimen, you will definitely see a goal. Yeah, definitely. You'll definitely see your results. Just got to have dedication to yourself and to the trainer and you'll yes. be fine. Yes, totally agree. Give yourself a chance and your trainer a chance. Like we all want like overnight after one workout to look completely different. <laughs> and I tell everybody, if you get, if you graduated high school at 120 pounds and 15 years later, you 200 some pounds, it took you 15 years to get 200 pounds, yeah. but you want me to cut your weight off in 30 days. Like, oh. <laughs> but I love it. I love the challenge. Bring it on. Let's yeah, go. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Digging into that mindset and, and helping people change their lives. That's what it's all about. So yep. reality, realistic goals, people, yeah. realistic goals. Smart goals, smart goals. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Marquise, thank you so much for being on the show today. Tell us where can we find you? What's your social media? Do you have a website? Share that with us as well. Yes, you can catch me on Instagram at Keese underscore reps. You can catch me on my other Instagram page is reps underscore boxing. 
And then I'm on TikTok also as Keith Reps Boxing and Fitness. Keith Reps underscore Boxing and Fitness. So I try to keep everything uniform. As long as you, as long as you put in reps and keys, and you, you'll you find me. I'll, I'm there. Also, also, you can find me at 333 Earl Ovington Boulevard, Uniondale, Long Island, New York. You can catch me there. I'm there. That's where my gym is. I'm there all my life. <laughs> so you definitely can catch me there. You can, you can, um, my number is there on social media also. Um, if you do one, it's 516-836-1257. Give me a call. Give me a call. Come on down. We'll set up a time and I'm willing to train anybody that's willing to give me a chance. Awesome. We love that. Thank you so much. And all of our listeners out there near Long Island, New York, give Marquise a visit at Reps Boxing and Fitness for a great workout. Thank you again for being <laughs> thank you again for being on the show today. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Jim Lords. Yes, absolutely, Jim Lords. We appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, two guests, the lovely Jolene and Edward DeVries of Anytime Fitness with two clubs in Saskatchewan. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Awesome. Yeah, Having awesome. a good, good day. Having a good day. We need some more of those in the fitness industry. And so I, I, I hope to emulate some of that energy, at least Jolene. But guys, I, I would love to get into the business side of this conversation. Before we do that, context is important here. I think everybody that listens to this knows what Anytime Fitness is. We don't need to explain the brand, but I want to pick your brain and, and go back a little bit to the beginnings of your involvement with the brand. Take me to the day the idea popped into your head. We're going to open up our own gym. What was going on for the two of you and, and what inspired all of this? You want to start, Eddie? Yeah, I guess this kind of started with me. Um, um, I wanted, I had the idea to open up the, a gym in the little town we live in called Esterhazy. Small population and, uh, you know, I was just divorced so you try and you know refocus your energies and i attended the little gym that was there and the weight equipment is all in the basement the cardio area is upstairs and honestly it was it was a terrible experience you know the, the equipment is old i had no idea what i was doing i basically got a key fob and guys you know the owner said have fun and you're in the basement and you're completely lost i don't know what to do i don't know what the machines do i don't know what reps or weights do i don't know a single thing and so you know, you show up there and really the only thing you feel comfortable doing is going on the treadmill, right? Which I think that experience has been had by so many people. Um, cleanliness was, you know, you know, not to my standards. So 
I kind of thought it was like, man, someone should do a better gym in this town. And then I thought, why should, why not me? And that idea was floating around my head for a couple of years. Um, and a couple of years progressed. We had a couple of false starts and then uh, I met Jolene and we ended up getting married and I had my idea always float around. And so we started talking about it mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, one thing led to another and that's where we started. And even being with the anytime model, when I first had that idea, I started, you know, going around checking out different franchises. Do you want to open up your own mom and pop gym or do you want to, you know, be a spill with the franchise? So I checked out a couple of franchises and so I went to the closest city and found an anytime there and walked through that. And uh, I just like the atmosphere. I like, um, you know, there's multiple different age groups and categories of people there. And uh, it felt warm and welcoming. And that's always what appealed to me about the brand. Yeah. And so, I, Jolene, I guess, you, were, you were convinced, right? Uh, well, I had always been, if you want to call it the term, the gym rat. I've been in a gym okay. since I was like 13 or 14 when um, I lived in Regina here. And there was literally one gym to go to. And it was a YMCA. And I would make my mom drive me down there um, and go. So I've always been in a gym. I had been doing nutrition coaching already when Eddie and I met. So it was just kind of the next progression. And it's something I always like to do. And I had everything in our basement because, um, again, like he said, facilities weren't really up to par of what I expected out of a facility. So bought everything and was doing everything at home. Um, so we had a good opportunity with a piece of property in town and we took the leap. Yeah. And then three and, months after, three months after we opened, <laughs> yeah, three months after we opened, we, um, I was getting, you know, really stressed going from coming to the gym in the morning, going to the mine, working all day, and then coming back, um, working at the gym in the evening. And then we have three kids. Um, so I actually went to him the one day I was like, we need to make a decision. Either I'm out of the gym and I just come and work out or we take a leap. I leave a really good paying job and and jump and uh we made that decision and i put in my resignation and danced out the door and have not looked back that's it's funny that uh <laughs> for the people listening to this leaving a job because we were so busy doing multiple things but going to the fitness industry is is probably the craziest decision of all of this we left a job and got into another job that's probably 60 70 80 hours or more a week um but it sounds like we wouldn't change it for the world at least now no, a lot of people I, thought we were crazy because, this, yeah a lot of people i'm sure a lot crazy. of people still think you're crazy yeah you leave, you leave a six-figure job to do something that's a complete unknown but you know in my experience you know there's no money that makes unhappiness worth it right you have to enjoy what you're doing right? so yeah that's, first, that's the important aspect of this in our um, industry if we're looking at this from like a spectrum of pure profit, all like evil focused, if you will, and on the other side, sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, usually gyms are somewhere in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. We need to have influence of both, but as soon as we start to stray one way or the other, that's when, when we get into trouble, right? Yeah, it's, it's not easy, right? You go from you know, having steady income coming in to we didn't take a, pay, a paycheck for the first year. Um, <laughs> But I wouldn't change it because we get to help people change their lives every day. It certainly wasn't the guaranteed option. That's for nope. sure. Now, for you guys, there's, there's different elements of this. We opened up one. We opened up another. 
Anytime Fitness, like we said, most people that listen to this are familiar with the brand, but talk to us about if I'm going to walk through your doors today, what's available? Obviously the membership component to this, but what else beyond that? Um, I'll jump in, into this. Obviously we have the membership component. All of us have, you know, if you're going anytime to anytime, fairly um, similar equipment, you can walk into any gym and the equipment is not what sells the place. It is, it's community number one. We want to be welcoming. Um, we don't want you to just walk in the door and feel like you're alone. So we we really, really focus on getting people in the door. We want to have a conversation with them. We want to talk about their goals. We want to find out their why. And we really focus on trying to connect with our members that way throughout their journey because it helps them keep walking through the door. We know that people can come and they will sit in the parking lot afraid to walk in the doors and just someone walking through the door sometimes is the biggest step they can take to changing their life. Um, there's, a, there's a common phrase in our industry that the heaviest weight in the whole gym is the front door. And so I know exactly what it is that you're talking about. You know, and you yeah. see, Expand on that a little bit here for a minute, because uh, obviously we have to get people in one way or another. So, so what's worked for you? What have we done from a marketing standpoint? What's gone well? What hasn't gone well? Um, so from a marketing standpoint, two different things, right? We have a really small town. So Esterhazy is literally 2,500 people. We have nothing around us. Um, you know, there's a couple tiny towns that we pull from, um, you know, within 15 or 20 minutes from here, but we're looking at, we pull from an area of no more than 5,000 people. So it's tiny. It's very rural. Um, so we actually find Facebook and the local, um, little Facebook groups work best for us here and getting out into the community at events, showing up at stuff. Um, so we don't actually spend a whole ton of ad dollars here because we can do it for free and we can get everybody very easily. Um, but in Yorkton, we we do a couple of different things. So we use the help of two different advertising companies, one that we kind of market challenges with and one that we do um, kind of base member marketing, which is just, hey, we're here. Do you know we exist? um type stuff that's out there so two marketing companies in Yorkton and here we definitely spend way less on the ad dollars because it's just there's nothing else around us <laughs> we don't really yeah, need to spend the extra dollars there's an important aspect of this of non-competitive markets we don't need to spend as much but it's still surprising to me how often I hear gyms even if they've existed 10, 20, 30 years that still have people walk through their doors. I didn't even know you were here. Oh my God. And so I'm sure yeah. there's, there's some value to this. Yeah. Well, with, and another the, good, with the dollars that go ahead. I'm sorry. And another good thing is just the word of mouth. So the more successes you have in the community with people, they tell their friends, they bring their friends. So we have a lot of members coming in that way too. Um, you know, uh, someone who's an, I actually just spoke to a lady yesterday, um, 10 months ago was never in a gym ever. And, uh, you know, right. didn't know what to do. And she said, well, I finally just took the plunge. I got a year membership and walked through the door. And that was the best thing about what we do here is just try and make it comfortable for anybody, what, regardless of what level you are. If you don't know a single thing, I want to make sure they don't have those experiences that they're lost. So we can, you know, get, like, get started fitness consultations absolutely free when they come with us. Uh, we'll tour them around the gym. We offer free training for memberships, certain membership packages, and get them to to be able to get started, get comfortable on their own. Some people come in, they've got it all, all the knowledge that they need, then go hard. Some people come in and they only need the, uh, um, you know, the encouragement to keep active and keep going. So you send the small reminders just to keep on trucking. When they get here, they know what they're doing. So it, we're, we're trying 
make ourselves fit for whatever that person needs. And we, we do find like the majority of our fitness marketing, if we look at it, what we see out there is the 5%. Right. The we see the bodybuilders, the power lifters, all that stuff that gets a lot of attention. But 95% of the people that walk through our doors have never been in a gym. They don't know what to do. They need a lot more support. Um, it's it's harder for them to make it a daily habit, even if they've been a member for years. So they take it's a little more work to help to help them. Um, and I think that's where the anytime model is really nice, is we aren't like some of the bigger models out there that you're, they're not a number to us. You know, we know about their kids. We know about their families. We know if someone in their family passes away, um, like all of that, we know about their life. We care. And, um, you know, when we lose a member, it hurts personally, honestly, because we get to know them. We get to know them so well. And it's a big deal to us because we want to help them make their life better. In the marketing sphere, guys, what made you go, the route of using an agency versus keeping this in-house time because yeah facebook is especially they're always changing their algorithms it's really hard to keep up with if you're not in the tech world of sure. what the algorithms are doing how they're pushing how they're promoting what keywords you have to use and what time slots to put the ad out on so the marketing agency they know all these algorithms they keep up on the new releases from facebook and so it allows us to focus on what we're good at and we let them do what they're good at yeah and so time skill or or know-how component to this we can we can delegate that off to somebody else and focus on what we're good at what's your experience been with working with agencies has it been as successful as you would have hoped it was um, the, the one that challenged, like the, the, where we're doing the challenges, six week challenges has been very, very good. Um, it is obviously the most expensive option to choose from, but, um, getting that ad out there and helping us bring people in who are interested, some people who have never clicked on our, our, on our page, um, you know, they're getting people we've never spoke to before walk in our gym. So that's really nice. Um, the other one is just more of a, a general ad membership one. Um, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. It depends. Some months you'll get, you know, you know, a handful of members and sometimes it's, you know, a little quieter. So, but the, the marketing. We're still making about a 10 to one return on that one still. Oh yeah, so. for sure. It's we'll so take that any day. Right. Yeah. But the, yeah. having, having the challenges because we offer the nutrition, because we offer the training, have them bringing in the challenge members and letting people get a taste of what we do here. That has been amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah lower barrier to entry and then we can provide the, the value yeah. and keep them around for the long haul. Now for yeah. you guys, I mean, you mentioned 95% of the people that you work with are the, the everyday mom and pop type people, the general population crowd. I would assume that things like personal training, things like small group training, things like larger group training, the nutrition that you mentioned earlier become much more of a focus for that type of demographic is that something you guys are, are looking to further here as you move on? And, and what do you do to try to steer people towards those things? So um, probably the biggest thing we do to try and steer people towards our training is with every one of our memberships, the longer term. So we do 12 and 24 months for our longer term memberships. We actually include training with their membership. Um, and we try and get them to front load the first couple months. So we give them 12 training sessions to use within the first two months of their membership. 
And we try and when we get their fitness consultation booked, we're wanting them to book in right away for those because we find getting them started off on the right foot, we're teaching them how to move correctly, we're getting them a community, a group of friends when they're coming to that team training um, or the small group training helps them connect with our facility, helps them want to come in and see people. Um, And when they start to make friends and their friends check on like, hey, are you going to the gym today? Um, It helps from a consistency standpoint. So we do highly encourage people to use those sessions that we um, give them. And it gives them a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be coached because even being coached is a scary thing. But we know long-term, whether you're already a fitness professional or a could be an NFL football player, everybody does better with a coach. Yeah, absolutely. We look at all those Olympic athletes, they all have coaches for a reason, right? Because it helps extract the best performance out of them. And how much more applicable is that to us as an everyday person, right? Yeah, sometimes, you know, work has been long and you really don't feel like going, but your coach is waiting for you there. You're, you know, you feel compelled to go or your friends are, you know, getting you there. Your coach is making sure that you're eating correctly. You got to make sure, well, I'm not going to have that extra bag of chips because I got to check in. You know, it just helps that, you know, a little bit more determination to succeed with your goals. You know, we had yeah. one member that just signed up here in November. Um, so signed up, did some training with us using her 12 training sessions and had to go for knee surgery. So got called in for knee surgery. And the next week she was in here, stitches, crutches and all. She's like, I just need to come in. Um, and we had created that connection. And she said, I never thought I would miss the gym. And, you know, that's six weeks in and that first six weeks is so important. Um, You know, we had started with, and I would call this probably one of the mistakes we made is we used to give one training session a month for the term of their membership, but we didn't have a good uptake of use and you're not getting that same connection. So then we decided, well, why why don't we take that and take all those sessions and front load it and kind of, um, I don't want to say force them to use them, but put an expiry date on it that, hey, we want you to use these up front. It's going to help you move better. You're going to learn how to lift correctly. And you're going to create a little bit of a community there for that person to help support them in the rest of their journey. Because we do know, you know, that 95% of the population that comes in within six weeks, if we don't get them coming consistently and create some kind of community or drive for them to want to come in, we tend to lose a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. And not unique to just you guys. That's industry wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a big deal. Now, moving forward for you, we've got the two clubs. What's the focus? Obviously, being in where in Canada where you are, I'm sure COVID played a piece and, and took your bumps and your bruises along the way. What's your focus here in the next handful of years? Is it increasing the memberships? Is it building out things like personal training or group training? Is it something that we haven't even talked about yet? What do you think moves the needle the most for you guys? For us, um, definitely increasing our, our PT penetration. So, um, and that when I say PT penetration, I mean, personal training, small group training, team training, nutrition coaching, um, really bringing up those services. Because what we found during COVID is people were less active. They were turning to more comfort food. Um, You know, we saw the average person gaining over 40 pounds in the course of a year um, and really, you know, starting to struggle with mental health, physical health, health issues starting to pop up that people had 
you know, were controlling in the gyms before. So really pushing people back towards training, showing that we're safe again, because our governments did a really great job of scaring people away from facilities and scaring people away from, <laughs> from training. Um, you know, so we do a lot of social media around our training and how fun it is in the community. Um, so we want to bring up that and we need to obviously rebuild our, our membership coming out of COVID as well. And then moving into our next well, one probably location. solves the other too, right? If we <laughs> focus on the training, obviously they're going to come in and get a membership in the first place. So might as well focus on the second step there. And I think you're right. I think not even just in your marketplace, I think this is a service that's needed more than ever in the history of our industry. And, and it's valuable. I think even when you talked about front loading the sessions and, and the offerings that you guys had, you almost kind of hesitated and, and felt like it was like schemey or like a, a scam type thing. But we know that these are valuable and we know people get results from them. Mm -hmm. I think I can hang my hat at the end of the day selling somebody, even if it's my, what I perceive to be a high ticket item, I can hang my hat on it knowing that, that this is really changing lives. You guys said that early on, right? I don't have to feel any kind of hesitation if that's the, the end result, even, I mean, in both of you guys being more on the customer side of this than the ownership side of this early on, before we were anytime fitness owners, we were gym members, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. you can, you can put yourself in the shoes of the, the person across the table. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things too, is lowering the barriers that people have because they place these limits on themselves thinking, well, I can't do that, or I'm too old to do that, or I'm not in good enough shape to do that. And really help to getting them in there and walk them through all the steps so that they know that they can, you know, um, I had 21 years in the building industry and my body has been decimated from it because I didn't take good care of it. You know, and I get so many people my age. And you're not alone I mean, there. No, I mean, it took two years of training to get, you know, my shoulders, they didn't hurt every single day, but you can get there. Right. Um, we have older people come in. It's like, well, I'm too old to start that. And, you know, you get them on a program and, you know, they lose weight and they're feeling better. They're looking younger. And then all their friends are like, what are you doing? You know, um, we also use uh, Evil 360 body composition scanners. So we can have measurable results from all of that as well, too. And so really, in the end, everyone needs to do something physical. We need to stay active as a human population. And that is one thing COVID has shown is like when you sit and do nothing, it is the worst for you mentally, physically, everything, all the above. So going forward trying to hit some more of those um, categories, those age groups who think that they can't, we can show them the yes, you can. You know, and we find our most consistent population for showing up for training is actually 55 plus because they come in here, it's community, yeah, the it's their getaway, they're meeting with their friends um, and they're really great at giving us referrals too. Yeah why not have it be a social fun component to this there's there's nothing wrong with enjoying your training and that's way. one no thing we picture this guys think about this moving forward obviously we've come out of a, a challenging if you will couple of years but tell me tell me where you see this thing long term where do you guys want to take this where do you want to take your your gym ownership tenure i definitely like to have another location we're working on one um and just keep building and expanding you know um 
not only encouraging our members to get more active, um, but we've had so many awesome employees that have joined us. They started off as just, you know, helping us with sales and they get into the PT side of the program and their knowledge base increases and the people they touch and affect uh, grows as well too. And, you know, we getting do a lot of uh, programs with the schools or they'll get uh, students come in for phys ed into the gym and they'll come work out for the hour and just planting those seeds in these young kids so that they are more active, you know, um, having that love of moving, that love of fitness, that love of, you know, that we can move our bodies and feel better. Yeah. yeah I, I think what we need to do going forward is we need to continue to show that um, the fitness industry is part of healthcare. Mm -hmm. we're not an afterthought and that needs to be a big shift not just for our locations and you know we were fighting for that all through the last two years but we need to make that shift and show how important we are to keeping people healthy and we are the preventative part and proactive part of healthcare um and changing that mindset kind of across our governments i think is super important going into the into the future and then for our location specifically you know we want to look at continuing to grow um the lives we touch in the areas we're in yeah there's and plenty all, of ways to do it in our industry that's for sure yeah and we're already touching on that a little bit we have um a physio uh, sports therapist in one of our locations we have a massage therapist in one of our other locations uh we're going to be adding a massage therapist working out of our location and just you know like julian said making us a part of the healthcare industry, making us all be able to work together to make the people's lives better, yeah. right? So when someone has an injury, I mean, they can come. From a business standpoint, these people are spending the money somewhere. Like we may as well keep it in-house and provide a trusted source for these things too. So all things play out well in the end and you become this one-stop shop as opposed to just a gym. Yeah. Right? We, we can differentiate ourselves. Guys, we're running a bit shy on time here, but I want to save a little bit of time for you guys to, to tell our listeners where they can learn more about the two clubs you have. Is there specific websites for these or do we have specific social media for people to connect with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. We have websites for both of them. Um, Anytime Fitness, Esther Hazy, E-S-T-E-R-H-A-Z-Y, and Anytime Fitness, Yorkton, Y-O-R-K-T-O-N. Um, so if you jump on the Anytime Fitness website, you will um, punch in our locations and take care of the landing page. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram as well, too. And, of course, we've always got the uh, um, Google as well, too, if you look us up on Google Maps. So there's Perfect. lots of contact connect information. With, connect yeah, with Edward connect. and Jolene on those platforms. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, um, um, Between us and the staff, you can pretty much get a response pretty much 24 hours a day. So. <laughs> That's perfect. Guys, this has been fun. I, I really appreciate anybody willing to, to kind of give a look behind the scenes into how these things actually function and, and what you're thinking about when it comes to growing a business moving forward. I can't thank you enough for your willingness to share and, and I wish we had more time, but that's all we have today. I, I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards, guys. Yeah, I appreciate thank the opportunity. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is Dan from Fitness Together in Medfield, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. 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 Busy. Yes, always busy. You know, gym owners are always busy. I'd love to uh, really be able to, you know, have the opportunity to speak with you here, you know, throughout your day. Um, but Dan, you know, before we dive into the business side of what's going on at your gym facility, um, for the listeners understanding of how you got here, why don't you share with them, you know, what was the inspiration behind getting into this gym business? Sure. Yeah. So my, uh, my whole life, I was a, I grew up playing hockey, played college hockey, uh, went to school for exercise science, um, thought I'd always be a, a strength coach for, um, for a hockey team or something like that. And then, uh, quickly learned that, um, those positions are pretty difficult to come by and, um, decided, uh, that I would start to train general population clients and quickly realized that there was, it was more, I found more benefit and more, um, there was a lot more, it was more satisfying to, to work with general pop, um, because of the fact that they, they appreciate what you do a little bit more. Uh, there's more accountability. Um, I still do miss training athletes. Um, but I still train my clients a lot like athletes anyways, but, um, so yeah, so started as a trainer and, um, quickly grew a pretty good, uh, following and moved on to a manager, um, of a facility, another facility, and then, uh, just kept growing and, um, realized that it's it's really the only thing I've, I've ever had a ton of passion for um and I couldn't picture myself doing anything else so yeah I uh like to hear the brief backstory there thank you for sharing that um so Dan um for our listeners understanding of you know what it is that you do and you know who you are why don't you give them your elevator pitch and you know the services that you offer at your facility sure so we're a little bit different than a, than a big gym, right? So what we do is very specific to our clients. So most of our clients come here for, um, because they're not big gym people, right? So they come here, they have a private training facility. So um, they're usually coming here because uh, they're trying to lose weight as a large uh, percent of why people, uh, of our clients, why they come here. Um, but some clients come here because they're looking to lose weight. Other people come, we do have some at younger athletes, but um 
we provide a very different atmosphere than than the big box gym. Um, so when they come here, they have their private training room. We do programming. So when they first come in, we'll bring them through a functional movement screen. Um, they'll bring them through our in-body screen. And then what we'll do is we'll design a program uh, specifically based on what their goals are and based on what their abilities and limitations are or past injuries, uh, injury history. Um, so it's different from a gym is a lot more accountability to it. Um, and what I mean by that is everything we do is by appointment only. So when you come in, you actually have a set appointment with a, with a trainer, uh, whether it be for um, a one-on-one strength training uh, session or whether it be just for nutrition, right? So we do nutrition um, appointments also. So, so um, is it only the one-on-one per- personal training or is there also um, some like semi-private small groups? Yeah. So we do a, uh, a little bit of semi-private. Um, it, it's not a huge facility. So we train, we have about a 2,100 square foot facility with three private training rooms. Um, and the, the small group is, is it's a nice addition. Um, I'm not as a, as a coach, I don't love it because I like to really um, design programs that are specific to um, our clients. And sometimes I found in the past that for me as a coach, I have a hard time being able to coach multiple uh, clients that have different issues. Right. So like if you have one client that has an injury, um, a shoulder injury, and then you have another client that's battling a, a lumbar issue. I have a hard time being able to coach them separately um, based on those injuries. So we do do some small group training, but we're pretty, when we do it, it's, it's a tailored program based on their abilities together. Okay. Good to know. So um, mainly the one-on-one from my, from what I'm hearing here um, and, you know, 2,100 square feet. So not, you know, like a super large facility. So with that service and the size of your facility, you know, how many people are you serving right now, you know, as the you know, gym owner? Yeah. So um, the, as a facility together, we're training about, um, we have about 125 active clients um, and we train close to a thousand sessions a month, most of the time between 900 and a thousand sessions a month. Myself personally, I still like to keep my hands in it. Um, I am a trainer first, you know, and a business owner second. Um, I know I, sometimes that's not the white, right way to go about it, but it's just, I love what I do. So I always like to train. So I still like to train about 25 to 35 sessions a week myself, plus obviously running the business. Um, I think it benefits uh, the business because the clients like seeing me involved in it. I'm here at, in the morning at 6, 6.45 and I'm here at night some nights. Um, and I think clients appreciate the, uh, seeing me in the facility, uh, often. And also I think the trainers, like my coaches, they, they really like that I'm in, not, I don't want to say the trenches, but they see me here early in the morning. They see me talking to clients all day. You know, I'm not just kind of the owner that, that comes and goes and, and, uh, micromanages from the outside. I'm, I'm I think it's helped the studio and the environment and the synergy of the environment, uh, quite a bit with me being involved in it. So. Yeah. And, you know, I want to edify that because, you know, it gives you the opportunity as the, you know, business owner to cultivate and really grow the relationships within the business with your members and also, you know, your um, staff. So it really just helps to grow that, you know, within. Um, So um, 20, well, 125 active members right now, approximately 2,100 square feet. So, you know, is that somewhere you want to stop at in terms of, you know, membership base or eventually bring in some more people, see some new faces, serve more people? Yeah, I think, um, attrition in our business is, is 
incredibly important, right? Um, so we like to keep the clients we have. We, we do pretty well with that. Um, okay. I've always told my coaches that if, if our front door is open, we have all these people coming in and our back door is just as open. It's, it's pretty difficult to, to, to gain any traction if you're losing people out the back door as fast as they come in the front door. So we're, we're not at max capacity, but we're pretty close um, with our facility. Um, I think there is room for growth, uh, as, but I think the process now of hiring a new trainer um, that fits kind of our, what we do is, is incredibly important right now. Um, so if we are able to add another trainer, um, I think we could, could continue to uh, uh, help more people and, and train more, more clients in our, uh, in our neighbor, in our area. But um, right now it's, I think the biggest challenge for us is making sure we find the right trainer and, um, and, and make sure the clients that we do have, that we continue to provide the same service that we provided when we weren't as busy. You know, I think as we get busier, it's hard to provide the same customer service and provide the same quality of programming and the same quality of um, accountability uh, with 125 clients that you did when you had 50 clients, you know? So I think that's one of the more important things for us is to make, to make sure we maintain that, that, that same level of service to our clients and make sure that we have those relationships with clients and they know that we care about their progress. We're not just kind of here to train them. Right. I think it's easy. One of the things I've always told my coaches is that a client can walk into a big gym and find a, co a coach anywhere. Right. So like, I don't want us to be just the trainer that they hire for 45 minutes twice a week. Right. I want them to look at us as like, okay, this is my coach. He's going to help me with my nutrition. He's going to hold me accountable for my goals and he cares about my results. Right. So we do, we do reassessments every four to six weeks and we do those reassessments because, because of that. Right. We won't, we don't want to just be uh, the guy who, who checks off the 45 minutes and moves on to the next client. We want our clients to know like, Hey, Dan or, or Brian or Sam, they all care about how I'm, how I'm progressing. Right. So they want to make sure that if I'm coming here and I'm putting in the time, I'm, I'm making the financial commitment um, that it, it's going to be a benefit to it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I really like to hear that. And, you know, I, I'm very excited to, you know, dive into, you know, what your plan is to get the new trainer in there so you can serve more people and what that process looks like. But um, I do want to dive into the marketing side of things first, if you don't mind, Dan. Sure. So, um, you know, what are you currently doing right now to, you know, let's just say some people leave, what are you doing to fill those, you know, slots back up in terms of marketing processes? Yeah. So we, our marketing process is pretty basic. I mean, we do, uh, Google AdWords, um, which we have a company that we work with that does really, they've done really well for us. Yep. Um, I think our, we don't have a, not, we don't have a ton of competition. We don't, not competing with a lot of people within the Google um, kind of field. Uh, so we're, we don't, our cost per click isn't incredibly high because we don't really have any competition. Um, so we can do, we do a Google AdWords. Um, we also do a lot of internal marketing. Um, okay. What I mean by that is the clients we have, we're, we're consistently talking about referrals, right? So a lot of our business has been referral based. Um, and I think it's important that we, we show that, um, that we appreciate our clients and we appreciate if they would share uh, their experience with their friends and family. And we, we give quite a bit of, uh, uh, we, we're trying to give them the ability to be able to have those conversations with their friends and family, like, okay, this worked well for you. And we try to give them ideas to how they can bring it up to their friends and family that they think 
might benefit from it, but they're not sure how to approach it. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say our marketing is, is consistent, you know, like consistency for marketing is incredibly important. If you're, if you're doing it a little bit, uh, one month and then let your foot off the gas the next month, you'll see a drop. Right. So I think, uh, with our marketing, it's, it's done well because our Google AdWords has been, my manager has done really well with, uh, really tailoring what those AdWords are and, uh, who who were, who responds what uh, to what um, and really market like marketed towards uh, our demographic of where we are. So, yeah, and I do first of all want to edify you for the word of mouth because you know let's just say your clients are sharing you know what they're doing at your facility with their friends. That means that you're doing a great service. So you know, the people that come in through word of mouth, great job there. So um, with the Google AdWords. Um, how many, you know, people roughly come into the facility per month from that? So it's, it's different from month to month and time of year. Right. So, um, I mean, any, any given month, I would say anywhere between, um, I would say probably between eight and 15, um, that are, that are leads that are coming in, whether they come in the facility or they actually inquire through our website or if they're actually calling in, um, but I would say eight and 15, it, it's, it's definitely, if you do it right and you really uh, tailor it to your market and really tailor it to who your clients are, right? Like I'm not looking for, like when we tailor, when we do our Google AdWords, we're not a gym, right? Like, so I'm not really competing with gyms. I'm competing with strength coaches. I'm like those Google AdWords. I'm trying to focus on clients that are interested in, in specific tra- in training, right? Personalized training. Um, so yeah, so I think I think it's really important to to get. I've I've realized that it's really important to be specific with your Google AdWords. You can't just throw it out there and say and have your Google AdWords gym trainer. You have to fitness center. You can't have exact. That. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, because you'll get you'll get every person that's like interested in the first of the year kind of thing, and that's not really who we're targeting. Yeah, and I do want you know add on to that. It's it's extremely important to have the, you know, right AdWords there because let's just say like, as you said, um, if you put in just gym or, you know, generic words, everybody's going to be coming in, but that doesn't mean that they're qualified and their quality for your facility. Um, so out of those eight to 15 leads per month, roughly, um, how's the quality of them? Are they on the good side, bad side? How's that working for you guys? Yeah, I think that also goes along with your ad with your words, right? So like you you want to almost pre-qualify within these within these Google AdWords, right? So I mean some months are really good, other months you hit a roadblock and you're you're getting a lot of people that are probably more um looking more for like like the the um planet fitnesses of the world, you know. So like yeah, the big boxes. Yeah, yeah. And which is isn't what we are, you know. So, and we we pre-qualify them pretty quickly. Um uh I mean we're are we're here to to be able to help our clients. Right. So like anyone who's interested, I'll, I'll talk to whoever is interested in, in the process. Um, but I would say on a good month, 50% of them are really good leads that come in and result in a, a consultation, a fitness assessment. Um, but in a bad month, you could have some bad ones and you're kind of, you're kind of, not that you're wasting your time, but you're, you're spending a lot of time, um, answering questions that probably aren't, uh, quality leads that are going to, um, turn into anything. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that a lot with like, you know, other kinds of marketing strategies too. Like if you're not 
having the consistency there and, you know, having like the right people come in, then you might just be wasting your time. But um, what else have you done for the marketing side of things? Have you ever gone onto social medias or have you stayed away from that side of uh, marketing? Yeah, we, we do have social media. So um, being part of a franchise, um, they, the franchise does do some support as far as uh, social media. Um, not a ton. Um, I think social media for us, because of our demographic and because of uh, where we are, we're not in a, we're, we're in a pretty small town. Um, so we don't have this huge uh, population that we can kind of, that we're marketing to within social media. So I think we use our social media just to keep our current clients, past clients kind of um, in tune with what we're doing, you know? So a lot of our followers is not huge, but a lot of our followers are just past clients, current clients or um, uh, clients that have moved away. But I think it's good to, to show people that we're still putting out content um, that's relative to what they've done, or um, it could be a, a, even a failed lead that followed us. Um, they see like, okay, that's a client that reminds me that looks like something I could do, you know, like, okay, that they're showing a client that's deadlifting. That's, that, that looks pretty cool. So it might intrigue them to come in. But as far as social media, I wouldn't say it's a, a really strong presence. I, we do do it, but it's not a, it doesn't create a ton of um, lead business for us. Okay. So, um, is it mainly on Instagram, Facebook? What does it look like for you guys? Um, both, both. I think uh, um, our corporate offices do our do our marketing, uh, our our Facebook. So I don't really pay too much attention to the Facebook because they put out kind of their corporate ads. You know, they're things that are focused more like that promos are, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like they, so they do it for all the fitness together. So um, I don't pay too much attention to that. I do do a lot of um, Instagram. Uh, stuff like so we're posting and I don't post I don't I'm not a big fan of posting myself and my 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 coaches training I don't think people can relate to that we try to we try to we have a lot of really supportive clients so a lot of our clients allow us to post videos of them exercising which I think is more relevant as far as uh, people can relate to um, seeing someone who's their age or their uh, look like they might have similar goals doing a sled push or someone, do, you know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. something they're doing, a, something that they could see the, themselves doing. Right. So mm -hmm. I know with social media, I'm probably a little bit older than uh, most coaches at this point. Um, so the social media thing is a little bit, I don't love it, you know, but um, it's outside think, the box kind of. Yeah. It's outside. I still do it, but it's not something that I, that I, uh, that interests me. I, I don't love doing it. Um, but I think it is important just to show our clients that we, a lot of our clients like being like, like being like kind of highlighted in the, in social media, right? They like, yep. they look forward to it and they share it to their friends. Like, hey, makes them yeah, feel exactly. Good. Yeah. Like, Hey, check this out. Look out. Look, I did a deadlift here and they'll send it to their friends, which who knows their friends might say like, Oh, that's cool. I, I, I never thought I, you could deadlift like that. And they might be interested in coming. I want to so, do it. I'll come yeah, to the gym. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> let's just say you, you know, post a picture of a client or like a video of a client working out and someone comments on it. Um, is there like a process that you guys have in place to, you know, kind of like nurture those, you know, cold prospects to get them into paying members or no? No, it's not something that we don't really get that much, to be honest, lots of likes, like lots of views, but not a lot of, um, interaction as far as like you'll see you'll hear like so usually it'll be like someone's a client's like friend or husband say way to go and then whoever the client is but mm -hmm. 
Uh, but no, it hasn't been something we focused on. Maybe it's something that we definitely, I mean, it's something we could, uh, we could do a little bit more of. Um, I think I, to be completely honest, I think if we were going to do things like that, I would probably spend the money and the time and make the investment in hiring a company to do that for us to make sure it's done the right way, you know, because I'm not a social media guy. I'm, I'm more of a, um, I like being in my studio, like hands on, you know? So, yeah. And we all get into this industry to coach <laughs> and to help people. We don't, come into this industry to become, you know, marketing and, you know, sales professionals. We're here to help people to increase their health. Um, so looking into the sales side of things um, here, you know, what does the sales process normally look like? Let's just say, well, actually, first of all, does it start with a phone call? Does it start with a text, an email? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. So we have a, we have a few, both all of those actually. So we have a, uh, a client relationship management tool that we use. Okay. It's really interactive with our clients. So um, it's something called fix your funnel, right? So what we're trying to do is once a lead comes in, we, yep. we call and then we put them through the, through the system into the client relation management tool. And it, it sends out a text and it will interact with text and it will say like, it will kind of introduce myself. It's an automated text system. And then they'll respond to that. So it opens lines of communication through text. We found that texting is a lot more comfortable for for prospective clients to, to open up that line of communication. Um, but we will follow up with the call because ultimately you want to get them on the phone so that you can just establish some type of rapport outside of a text message. So, so yeah, so as far as like the way it, it goes is um, when a lead comes in, it goes through our website, right? Yep. So our website is actually very good. One of the things that Fitness Together has done really well is um, is the websites, right? So it's very interactive. It's very like, it kind of- I checked it out. People. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. It is. It's very, it works really well. It kind of shows people what we do and what we really are and then kind of gets them into the page to fill out some information, right? So yep. that's worked really well. Um, but then we do, we put them into that that kind of sales funnel thing, I guess. Um, and then it, 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 it kind of pushes them into the process to get them into the facility. Um, and a lot of the, the CRM, the client relation management tool does a lot for you, right? So it's a lot of like, all right, I clicked that box. I made the phone call. I clicked that box. It sends it out an automated email, automated text message, all of those things, right? So I think with a, a client that's coming into something like this, I think what are the more important things is to, is to really jump on, um, jump on the lead as quickly as you can, because there's, there's usually a very small window of, okay, they're open to this now, right? So the longer you wait with that lead that either they're going to call somewhere else or they're going to lose interest or they're going to find five other reasons why it's not important anymore, you know? So speed is king. Yeah, exactly. So that's worked really well. Um, as far as uh, our sales process, um, I think a lot of what we do has to do with, um, with bonding and rapport, right? So we, uh, we've been, I've been through um, a sales school called uh, winning sales Okay. And a lot of it is upfront contracts, right? So we're setting up upfront contracts, letting the client know like what we're going to do, what the expectation is at the end of the end of the um, assessment and consultation, um, building that bonding report. After that, we go through an assessment. We'll bring them through a functional movement screen. We'll put them through on an in-body machine, and we'll establish we're establishing pain, right? We're establishing reasons why they why they want to come here. Why? What's the reason for them to come here, right? So I think in our industry. Um, a lot of newer trainers, they want to tell, they want to, they want to 
they want to do features and benefits, right? So they want to say, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make your back feel better. I'm going to make you lose weight. I'm going to do that. And it's not about the trainer, right? It's about the client. Like at the end of the day, they're, they're there for them. They're not there for us. So I think it's important not to just tell people like all the things we can do for them because half the things we might be telling them, they might not even care about. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of listening, right. Listening to what their goals are and, and, and making sure that you, you understand what their goals are and then put a plan together to, to get to the, what their objective is. Right. Um, so I think that works well for us because we're not, I don't think we're not salesy. Right. I'm not a sales guy. Like I, I don't, I know I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be sales. You're a trainer. You know? I'm a trainer. Exactly. I'm a coach. I'm here to help my clients get to their goal, you know? So, yeah. So um, with that sales process, is it you who handles that or is it someone else within the business? So a lot of it, so it was me for the first uh, seven years. It was all me. I never had a manager. Yeah. So it was just me. Um, and then I made probably the best um, step I've made and, uh, beginning of last year, I hired a manager. Um, I hired a really good manager, obviously, but like he does a lot of the sales now, um, which has been, which has been huge. He does really well with them and with, with very little, uh, very little coaching for me, he's done really, really well. So we both do them. Like today we both have, we both have a scheduled, um, uh, consultations this afternoon. So, but he does most of them at this point. Awesome. And obviously that, uh, you know, gives you more time to, you know, focus on, you know, running the business, you know, doing like the business owner tasks that are like yeah. needle moving. Um, and also gives you the more opportunity to train people. Um, so good side on their sales. So with the retention side, you know, what are you guys doing to, you know, keep the membership base in the gym? Cause obviously our industry has like a 10% churn rate. So what are you guys doing to, you know, combat that number? Um, I think it's, I mean, from like big picture point of view, it's establishing a, establishing an environment that they can't picture themselves leaving. Right. So um, it's, if people leave, there's a reason for for people leaving. Right sometimes it's you didn't create enough of a, of a need right there's there's not enough of it they can't look at our facility and say like well i could probably do this on my own or is it really worth the investment right so we're not creating uh, a big enough need so what we do i think we do really well as a team is is consistency consistency within our programs right so like we write programs well uh, we follow up with our clients well um we're really involved in the process as far as their goals. So like if we, if we have a client that has a certain goal, we want to know what it is and we want to follow through with them. Right. So I think having all those systems in place of writing good programs, following up with your, um, your assessments, making sure you're doing timely assessments to show them the benefit of their strength, their training. Right. Um, And then obviously having a really good environment that people feel like they're they're part of right so we do client appreciation nights uh we do we do a lot of things for our clients we do community things like um we do a food drive we do a giving tray for during the holidays so we want our client they feel like they're part of our our community opposed to just they don't just come here to train with their trainer they're part of the fitness together medfield community so i think that goes a long way because we have relationships right um we have relationships with our clients and so when they leave, it's difficult for them to leave. There's always, it's, it's a difficult goodbye. It's not a, just a, Hey, I don't feel like doing this anymore. It's more like oh, I got, my son or daughter's going to college. It's really difficult, but it's right now. I just got to take a break from it. So when we leave, 
people are going to leave, right? But um, when they leave, we want to leave on good terms and we want to give them every, uh, everything we can to continue succeeding in their, their fitness journey, right? So whether that means writing them the next program to do on their own or just writing follow-ups for their programming and um, trying to hold some accountability with them, I think we do a good job with that. Yeah, and so just like still treating them as human beings and not as, you know, dollar signs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in the business right now, Dan, what would you consider to be, you know, the biggest bottleneck that is holding you guys from, you know, getting to that next level of business? Yeah, right now, um, we just finished having our best year ever. So it's a Congratulations. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've, we've gone year over year, continuing to grow since I bought the studio in 2014. This year, I can directly attribute our growth to my manager, my new manager, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we grew this year more than we've grown any year um, previously. Um, I think the most difficult part for growth moving forward is just finding the right coaches, right? So our industry is, our industry is difficult because there's a lot of people in our industry that are kind of half in, half out. It's not Sometimes the people that are in our industry, it's a stepping stone to the next to the next step, whether it's physical therapy or whether it's grad school or whether it's um, whatever their goal is. Right. They're, they're always probably looking for the next thing. Um, being a, a lifetime trainer is difficult because the hours demanding uh, the, mental, the mental piece of it is always being on all the time is difficult right like we don't have a job where we sit behind a desk and if we want to shut it off for the day we just shut it off for the day you can't just clock out no you got 10 clients that you got to be as happy for your 10th as you are for your first you know and you got to be as on it with your 10th client as you are with your first because that 10th client doesn't care if you were here at six in the morning you still got to provide the same service so i think finding coaches and i'm really fortunate because i have some really good coaches right now um finding qualified coaches are, is probably the most difficult part for, for us. Yeah. That's what I would say is limiting factor right now. Okay. So what are you going to do, you know, moving forward to get those good coaches in? What's the process going to look like for you guys? Yeah, we've exhausted quite a bit of, uh, we, we do indeed, um, which, um, it does produce some leads, but they're not always best. Um, I have a pretty, uh, high standard for who we bring on right so when i bring on a coach i don't i don't really i want someone who is really uh, uh willing to grow um has a really good background so i don't i don't want to lower my standards for who i hire so i think it's just patience um right now ryan uh came from um the strength conditioning um kind of part of our industry he was with uh, boston college for a while oh, fun. So yeah. He's a, yeah yeah he worked with all the uh, sports teams there and he has some connections within uh the colleges here so we're working with some of the local colleges trying to get our foot in the door with some of the excess science departments and seeing if we can have some leads from some post-grads and mm-hmm. um but we're tr- we're exhausting all options but again we don't want to kind of just hire someone for the sake of hiring someone because it kind of, it waters down what we do. And we, we really take pride in, in having a facility that doesn't have trainers that are exchanging dollars for hours, you know, and that's what, not what I want. So. Yeah. And it's extremely important to have, you know, a good solid trainer so that they can also, you know, fit into the culture there. And so that, you know, the members will uh, feel comfortable and happy with their trainer. Um, last question here for you, Dan, 
go back to when you first got into this gym business, you know, what is that one piece of advice that you give to your younger self? Um, <laughs> there is, there's no easy way to do it. Right. So, um, quick background is I was a trainer and, um, you don't make a ton of money when you're training, right? You have to do it. You don't train because you're going to, you're going to make a ton of money. I, I mean, some trainers, coaches will do really well, but not in comparison to other fields. Right. Um, so you have to love what you do. If you don't love it, it's, it's a pretty high burnout rate. I've been doing it for, I'm 42 and I've been training since I was 24 and people don't understand. Like people always ask like how, because trainers come and go because they get burned out. Right. And mm -hmm. I can honestly say I've never been burned out. There are going to be some long days. There are going to be some difficult days, but it's like that with any business. I think the I think the benefit for us is we get to be around people that we enjoy being around in a nice environment and talking about things that, you know what I mean? Be having, building relationships with people. Um, I, I think that the biggest thing that I learned is that um, it definitely takes time and a lot of work. It's not easy. I bought the facility as a failing facility in 2014 and I walked in the door into a facility that was training about 50 sessions a week and making no money. And I, I worked about 60 to 70 hours a week training everyone and my goodness yeah and did that for about uh, two years um and then finally started to to see the benefit of all the hard work and um and then started building the right team and over time um was it been, been able to build the studio from 50 sessions a week to closer to 250 sessions a week and build it from having one coach to now having seven coaches. So it takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of hard work. And um, if you, if you keep working and, and do put consist, be consistent with all the systems that you put in place, um, it will pay off. And at the end of the day, it's, uh, there's nothing, again, there's nothing else I'd rather do than, than the coach. So. Yeah. And I love to hear that. And that kind of reminds me of a saying that I've heard in the past. It's like, you know, the bigger your foundation, the higher the peak. So the more time you invest and, you know, the more patience you have, the higher the peak you will have with the business. Um, but Dan, it does look like we are running short on time here. Um, but before we hop off of the podcast episode, why don't you share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you? Sure. Uh, so our website is fitnesstogether.com uh, forward slash medfield. And you can uh, check us out there and it will bring you to links to our Instagram, which is just fitness together medfield um, on Instagram. And then if you go through fitness together on Facebook, you'll see fitness together medfield also on, on Facebook. So um, we, we try to put out as much content as we can. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys can see something that we've, we've done or a uh, movement that we've done that might help help you coach in your, uh, in your process. So. Yeah, I'm sure they uh, they will. And Dan, I want to thank you for uh, hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Of course. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. 
Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.